Uh, welcome to Alphabet Fly, Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests where we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a person who really likes to shoot his mouth off. Yeah. Mike. Hello. That's maybe the most accurate yet thematic introduction you've done for me in the, I don't know, like nine times now that I've been here. Well, um, well, we were talking about Bushwhacker. Today. I mean, he still refused to use my nom de goblin, which offends me. But I mean, you know what? I I will respect the pronouns of everyone, but not their nom de goblin. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> hey, everybody, put your nom de goblin in your bio. Oh, but yeah, but today we're talking about Bushwhacker. Do you do you know who Bushwhacker is? No, absolutely no idea. I'm gonna guess right off the bat, having done this a few times, they probably have some pretty cool boots. No, they have uh, some really regular aspects. All right, well, that was a good record, good episode. Uh, <laughs> now that it's over, we can... Well, it's not going to be super long. Uh, what do you think Bushwhacker does? <laughs> Shot in the dark. He whacks bushes. He comes up behind the Bush family, George W., George H.W., with just like, like a cricket bat, just whap, right in the back of the head. <laughs> well, that would, that would explain a lot. <laughs> well, that also explains why Jeb is like the ultimate <laughs> bush because That's he's fair. never got whacked. Well, I mean, it's like this is what <laughs> this is what it looks like. Oh boy. That is That's not even a costume. No. He got thrown out of a the taping of like Saturday Night Fever, bought a gun and started shooting people. Oh, um, you you uh, misread that. Uh, that's his arm. That's his arm. Sorry, he got thrown out of a taping of Saturday Night Fever, had his arm replaced with a gun, and started shooting people. Also, fun fact: uh, not only does he have like a like a high and tight, just like and and stuff, rat tail. Oh hell yeah! Never mind. This dude rules. <laughs> yeah. So um, oh. he's living that eighties life. Um. And, uh, yeah, he, he makes guns out of his hands. Oh, so his hands turn into guns? Yeah. Oh, man. Somewhere Zack Snyder just got an erection. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I feel like he would be, like, real on to this one. Uh, but, do you want to guess what his real name is? Um, no. Okay, well, it's unrevealed. Oh, um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Well, it's unrevealed at this point in '89, because we are in the '89 update. But it was, it's Carl Burbank because he comes up later, and someone gives him a name. What's his first name? Carl. 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 Oh, Carl! Why did you turn your arm into a gun and shoot those people, Carl? God, there's the 2020 reboot everybody's asking for. Every couple of years, they just put out a new one, just because you know, and they they make fun of the fact that they make a new one each time. God, Bushwhacker and good. Hats. Uh film 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 cow's good. You know, I like film cow. Is that a Marvel Fall, character? 
No, it's the guy that makes Charlie Unicorn and their llamas and hats. Gotcha. They still make other stuff as well. I think my favorite, my, my favorite one is the one about the about the undercover uh, fish. Is Salad uh, Fingers? Do they, is that still a thing that's being well, made? That's David. They they made a new one last year, and it oh, was very Lord. disturbing. No, yeah, it was very fingers. Awful. Everything about that is disturbing. Yeah, but it's it no, it was disturbing in a new way. I think the listener already understands how unremarkable Bushwhacker is based off of how little we've talked about him. <laughs> he should be so cool, but he's not. How can someone like this is literally like the ultimate like thing that a ten year old would come up oh, with? Yeah. And I'm it's, just like It's like Zack Snyder and Mark Millar had a conceptual baby. Like Huh. <sighs> conceptual baby would also be a conceptual baby would be a really great like uh pro-choice hero (laughs) 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 now i just want to make conceptual baby into the like the ultimate edgy mark millar or is it technically miller by the way it's It's because no it's miller no, it's Miller because the whole it, he goes through because the whole of how thing. Ireland works. He's Irish, right? Or is he Scottish? He's Scottish. Because okay. of how yeah, Scotland but, works. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, he, he, but I'm I'm imagining what conceptual baby would be in the in the edgiest oh. of terms would be a psionic person who uh, makes people who think or had abortions <clears throat> live a life with that baby. Uh, that is horrifying, first of all. That's definitely something he would do. He also kind of already did a similar vein of something with, I guess, this like new magic uh, comic book he made where it was a baby who the mom was going to have an abortion, so it did like a vanishing act and reappeared in somebody else's <laughs> womb so that it wasn't aborted. What? Yeah. No! That was a, that's way edgier than what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Surprise. Well- you know, I can't out edgy Mark. Yeah, Miller. don't try to edge an edge lord. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can try. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, like the edge lords. That's my new comic book uh, idea. <laughs> it's like whatever uh, people don't realize that edge is a uh, is a sexual act. They put like Biden edges Trump balls. I mean, famously <laughs> in an episode of OK Crusader, you attempted not to say somebody was edging Aunt May. <laughs> Well, you know, you know. Uh, anyway, yeah. so Bushwhacker. Uh, now, Bush, you know, Bushwhacker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so his name is Carl. 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 Um, Sorry, I didn't uh, miss a spell from Jimmy Neutron for a minute. <laughs> um, <clears throat> was uh, he's former priest and CIA agent. What? Now mutant hunter. <laughs> That is just, that is just a combination. Man, can you imagine being a priest, CIA agent, then a mutant hunter? Like, that's that a is, line of professions. That does feel like a very apropos like Venn diagram of professions, though, somehow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, but in a line, though. Oh, no, I <laughs> Right, but I'm Venn just diagram, like, yeah. yeah. Like, you have priest, you have mutant hunter. Like, intolerance. CIA agent, mutant hunter. Like, I, I could just see the Venn diagram la- overlaps there, but... 
Yeah, I mean, you'd have to, I'd have to like bash this into something, but I think it could come with a Venn diagram of it. I think one would be intolerance, one would be authoritarianism, and the other one would be racism. And the CIA, I got it. Actually, I got it already. (laughs) So CIA would be racism and uh, and authoritarianism. Mutant Hunter would be. See, I have to write it out. I whatever. understand. I, I know what you it. mean. But I got it. You know, I got it. I believe you. <clears throat> okay. So Bushwhacker. Yeah, Bushwhacker. Um, the former priest and CIA. Mm-hmm. I want him to be both a priest and CIA agent at the same time. Absolutely. Because I feel like that would just be like a really good 80s movie. Like, yeah. I, I know what I'm thinking of right now. And it's that one movie that Val Kimmer did. Like, where he was a priest that like. Was a badass agent priest secret agent priest like yeah but Trademark. so he's a citizen so he's a citizen of the United States with a criminal record no other known aliases unrevealed birthplace was married oh well no he is married sorry it he is, is married. married yeah uh his only known relative is Marilyn his wife should have named her yeah. Carla. <laughs> Yeah, should have. Um, he works out of Hell's Kitchen and first appeared in Daredevil 249. That makes sense. <clears throat> It'd help if... Uh, give me a few moments. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I apologize for the coughing. I've got like a dry throat, allergies, shit going on. Yeah, it's all good. <coughs> well, he showed up as a character. And... Daredevil issue two forty issue two forty eight in November nineteen eighty seven a search in a, a search a cage for Spock. And, no <laughs> a a cage in search of a bird. Huh. Yeah, and this is a I think a pretty good cover. Yeah, what is this Rock'em Sock'em robot? Why are we not talking about them? Uh, because uh, they're not the person we're talking about right now. That's they might fair. come up later. Yeah, but uh, first showed up in this one. This uh, th- it has uh, Matt Murdock in sketch form in the back, uh, apparently holding a oh, sign that wow. says "blind." And then we have a robot that has. So we have we have uh, Daredevil um, dodging a punch from a robot that is a little hard to describe. Like, it looks like it has, like, a mobility scooter, like, <laughs> centaur. Yeah. That's um, a good call. Yeah, and it's punching, and then and then we have, uh, in the little character box, a little character circle, we have special guest Wolverine, and he's just like, shink, with a smile. Yeah. Or shnick, sorry, snick, not shink. He just loves shinking. Shink, shink is what happens when he... When he snicks inside of a person. That was more sexual than I thought it was going to be. I was going to stab someone without the sh- snick. You know. Like, what? <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry. I'm reading now the description of this issue. Daredevil investigates a corporation named Kelco because it's dumping dangerous chemicals into a nearby lake. As a result, a boy has gone blind. And then a full like uh, double interbreak. Also, um, also has a man calling his self Bushwhacker, killing mutants. Wait, his wait. Yeah, his wait. self. 
wait, wait. Could also be his elf, which his is a elf. snake elf. That's true. Snake Santa's elves are called his elves. <laughs> yes. Um, now, oh man, oh now I just now I just want a snake Santa. How how does he does all the deliveries? This he has no hand. This picture of Bushwhacker looks like the guy who ran Cobra Kai in the first Karate Kid movie. So most of the past of the man that who calls his self, his self, uh, the Bushwhacker remains a mystery so far. It is known that at one point he was a priest, but that he quit priesthood. He also once became an operative for the CIA agency. AKA CIA. Right. Um, I like to think that he, that the, him quitting the priesthood was him actually a cover for a CIA agent thing where he was a religious like he was like the CIA like a relic squad where they needed like priests and stuff or they'd priest they needed in order priests to take whose down. hands could turn into guns well I mean that's just a perk of the thing um, it used to shoot out holy water now it shoots out mm-hmm. bullets <laughs> I was trying to come that, up with a pun. Good save. I'm, yep. <laughs> Can you imagine just being me like, hey, you, God loves you, and then you get shot with a just a just a glob of hot holy water. <laughs> hot holy water. For whom he performed a mission in an unidentified country. It was the CIA that equipped him with a gun concealed in his arm. What? Hey, hey, hey! Wait, CIA. This is all given him by the Lord. Well, then, never mind. No, no, this is this was given to him by the CIA. At some point, an event took place that Bushwhacker, um, now regarded as a horrified memory, horrifying memory, in which, in some way, motivates Bushwhacker in his current war against mutants. So, I'm guessing it's just like. Well, one time, this mutant person didn't say hi to me, so now I hate all of them, and I'm a racist. One time, a mutant corrected my Bible fact. Recently, Bushwhacker engaged in hunting down and murdering mutants. His victims are not... What? Sorry, I don't... Okay. (laughs) I don't... Okay, it's okay. The first part of that sentence and the second part doesn't make sense. Okay, so he was hunting down and murdering hum- uh, humans. Sorry, that's what you know, that's what people would call a mutant. You know, if they were right. tech, well, technically, mutants don't call themselves that anymore, but back then, you'd be like, oh, I'm just like humans. Yeah, but, uh, they don't like <clears> using the M word, Jesse. Well, they do now, they have their whole nation state based off of being mutants. Uh, but but yeah, basically, he was hunting down people with mutants. His victims were not mutants with superhuman powers. Superhuman powers, okay. So the first part of the sentence negates that part. But mutants who mutations makes them especially talented in the arts. What? Is he killing artist mutants? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't... Hey, Bush. Hey, who are you, Bushwhacker? Why was it an artist? (laughs) 
a mutant drew a very unflattering caricature of me. Now they all have to pay. <laughs> His mutant power was to like drill down into your deepest insecurity and draw it. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. I would, I would misuse that power. Like, like it'd be like a psionic power, and you just knew how to draw. You were just reading their mind, but you just said like, "Hey, this is my mutant powers of drawing. What makes you insecure?" But really, all you're doing is making them feel insecure. And now, exactly, it's a switcheroo. It's one of those. Yeah, no, I got him. Wait. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I want to know what he means. Okay, so I need to break down that sentence. Uh-huh. Okay, n- okay, mutants. Okay, right. first part. Killing mutants, first part. But not mutants. Right, that makes sense. Second part, okay, so that cancels it out. Whose mutations make them good at art. So he's killing mutants, but not mutants whose mutations make them good at art? I just, don't, you could just say you're killing mutant artists. Bushwhacker takes took pleasure in destroying the creators creators of beauty. Again, okay, it's not clear how these mutant abilities differ from those of highly talented human beings who are not mutants. In the case of dancers, the mutants presumably possess physical difference from ordinary humans that aided them in their performances. In the case of mutant geniuses, the mutations presumably enabled them to make intuitive leaps of thought that most ordinary humans cannot achieve. For example, see Cypher and Ford. It does not know. This is the longest, like, clarifying parentheses ever. Uh, it is not known if Bushwhacker man- how he managed to identify his potential victims as mutants. By the way, that was the majority of his entry. That <laughs> clarifying thing. <laughs> so really, someone tried to make a really like poetic way for someone to be a serial killer, and they're just like, yeah, this makes no sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't understand. So, among uh, Bushwhacker's known victims are a composer named Gerhardt and an artist named Vanna Harold. Apparently, Bushwhacker is paid large sums of money to kill mutants, but has not been yet revealed who pays him. The mutant Wolverine learned of Bushwhacker's murders of mutants who weren't mutants, but had mutations that made them good at heart. Gotcha. Um, so, and so he started hunting, you know, Bushwhacker down. Bushwhacker's wife, uh, Marilyn, sought aid from Matt Murdock in committing her husband to a psychiatric institution. And Murdock as a costume crime fighter, Daredevil also began looking for Bushwhacker. Daredevil prevented Wolverine from killing Bushwhacker, who escaped and slew the mutant ballerina, a mutant ballerina. After finding the corpse, Wolverine and Daredevil went after Bushwhacker again. They defeated him, and Daredevil again stopped Wolverine from killing Bushwhacker. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> It's like the guy, I like, okay, that's, the fun thing about that is, it's just like, Daredevil be like, come on, I just, we just talked about this. Put put your knife hands away, please. Uh, So, uh, Daredevil turned over to New York's, uh, 
NYPD. And since then, however, Bush, the assassin Typhoid recruited Bushwhacker to join an attack on Daredevil that nearly killed the crime fighter. So, <clears throat> he is six foot, weighs 225, a blue eyes, blonde hair. Um, he does like a lot of, he does a lot of exercise. So, you know, he's a tall boy. I mean, look at those arms. The not, I mean, not the gun part, but like the <laughs> muscle part. Of course. And, and, uh, weird fact about this, even though I would consider it a superpower, no superpowers. Huh. I'm going to say for me that if you have something that isn't, that is built into you, that makes you more than a regular human, even if it's artificial, that's a superpower. I mean, that's for the Lord to decide. Well, apparently the Lord decided that this guy needed to have a really weird serial killer path. Yeah. Well, well that's is it a serial will. killer if he's a mercenary? Bushwhacker works in mysterious ways, Jesse. We don't. Ours isn't a question. Yeah. Uh, so his right arm is altered bionically so he can function as a gun. Okay, I'm just, just going to say, feel like that's a superpower. The, it's in the Lord's hands. Yep. Uh, he can fire bullets from his index finger as, his, as if his hands was a pistol. Using his left hand, he can also adjust the shape of his right arm to enable <laughs> it to function like a shotgun. The exact working of the bionic gun within the right arm has not yet been revealed. Shocker. Wow. No, we're talking about Bushwhacker. <sighs> Nor has by the means which his right arm and hand and bones retract to provide the opening through which he fires the bullets. Mm-hmm. And it is not clear how he manages to load the gun. So really, I, we don't know how this person works. <laughs> Like, I do actually <laughs> think it'd be really cool visually to see him take the like a a clip for a gun and then just like load it into the side of his hand. I mean that would be cool, but also like so okay, wait, he could do the pew pew thing yeah, exactly. with his left hand. Which huh. is I mean cool, you know. I want to be able to do that. But also apparently his hand like he has a regular hand, mm-hmm. but then it goes back. But like but but like his hand but like his arm I'm saying that's a superpower. I don't disagree. Like that but the is Lord there's has no way decided that, it's not. And man, there's no way that's not a superpower. Like I mean, I don't know. But yeah, apparently that's the thing. I mean, this guy should be cooler than he is, right? The, oh, like, right? like this guy should be cooler, but he's kinda lame. I don't know. I I said that I agree with you, but now I think about it. I feel like this guy's about as cool as he Deserves to be. His hand is a gun. His arm's a gun. If they dug more into the CIA priest stuff, that would be more interesting than just my arm is a weapon. I think and it would have been for some better. reason kill artist mutants. I think it would have been better, personally, if I was to rewrite this character mm-hmm. that is about 30 years old now. No, over 30 years old. Um, I would make him a mutant, first off. Okay. That shoots organic bone bullets because I don't know. That's sure. I don't know. And uh, he's actually a priest <clears throat> who hates himself mm. and projects that on other mutants. And he thinks by 
purifying the world of mutants, he would be he's doing God's will. Hmm. But how does he fit into Krakoa now? Um, well, like all the other villains do, like they either they either shape up or they get put in a dark pit where they can't do anything. Because you take you know. Because they don't believe in prisons on Krakoa. They just have a dark pit. Which is technically a prison. But they but they technically no, no, sh- no. But, no prisons. But they, but they technically don't believe in the in uh killing people because technically mutants all are mortal now because they can just be brought back at any age or whatever. All of them. Which you think would annoy me, but it doesn't. Like Hickman is great. Hickman is a wonderful writer, and he managed to make that not annoying. So, this is very weird. Normally, if we talk about mutants too long, you get very angry, and it's odd no. that you're like getting actually like complimentary. No, it's it's good. Like they, they managed to make me like Cyclops. He's just a corny dad now. He's oh a corny dad. He's so corny. So good. I love. I love it. He just. It's just him. One erases his teen son Cable, who finally gets to t- finally gets to live through a childhood. It's great. It's wonderful. Right now, he's finding a bunch of space knights because he found a cool sword, and they're just like, "Give me back my sword." He's like, "No, it's cool," and it's great. Yeah. So that's it. Um, what do you have to plug? Uh, yeah. So I have a couple of podcasts. The first one is the Equalizers, where myself and Madison Jones take movies that never got a sequel or a prequel either because they're very good and they don't need one, or they're very bad and they don't deserve one, and we come up with, with and we come up with ideas for them. Uh, as you're hearing this, likely. Well, definitely our sequel to The Kid Who Would Be King is out. Um, you might be hearing our Pleasantville sequel, Pleasantville 2, colon, this time it's Friends. Um, that's probably as far out as we are by the time you're hearing this. By the way, is The Boy Who Would Be King a good movie? Uh, no. It's no. fun-ish. Very. It is surprisingly the amount of times children earnestly discuss chivalry in that movie is a lot more than you would think. See, like I remember being like, you know, this looks like it'd be interesting. I think you would enjoy it. I don't think you would watch it more than the one time. Okay. I would recommend watching it. I liked it. It is. I've watched it a few times now. The more I watch it, the more I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this again. It's. It can get very cringy. Um, wait, are you wait? Are you doing a rewatch podcast where you just watch that over and over no, again? No, I watched it once. <laughs> I watched it then a second time with a friend, and then I watched it for this. So I've seen it like three times in total. Uh, this is not the worst idea of all time. I mean, you could do the worst idea of all time. I would do that with the best. No, absolutely, under no circumstances would I do that. Um, my other podcast, though, speaking of rewatching, is a study in Granada where myself and friend Jackson Eflin watched the 1980s. Granada television series uh, starring Jeremy Brett and David Burke as Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. Um, At this point, we are in the Edward Harrick era. And as you're listening to this, we might have released our episode for the Musgrave Ritual. We're getting back to it. We've been on a hiatus for a while, uh, but we are going to get back to it. So it's possible we'll have a new episode out when this airs. I'm just not sure what we're looking at right now. Well, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in somewhat lurid ways. Uh, by the time this comes out, um, I think I will be on the 100th episode. Oh, wow. Yes, I'll be on the 100th episode. 
It's awesome. Um, I'm redoing one of my first episodes of Did with my newfound research skills and mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, you have a star-studded guest cast. Nah, I'm just now nah, I'm just redoing the episode with someone. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it, that will be that will be a thing that we do. And also this year, I'll have a very spooky uh, Halloween episode for oh. that. Yeah, very spooky. And not Arc. like just vaguely spooky, like, hey, this one murders kids. Like, real spooky. Like, this one also murders adults and causes bad things to happen. Yeah, we didn't do a very spooky Halloween episode this year. We just did Ready or Not, but it probably won't be out by the time this is out. Yeah, well, yeah, well, this, if you want to support me, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram and follow me there, where you can also see a picture of the people we're talking about as well as a couple other things and if you go into the description of the uh, most of these episodes you will find a link to my patreon patreon.com slash alphabet flight if you want to throw me like a dollar or two you know you'll, you'll forget bonus about content, it fam i there's no bonus content <laughs> i put out too much stuff for, the, for me to put out bonus content <laughs> this will have to become a full-time job <laughs> yep <clears throat> So, yeah, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night.